Thank you for joining the Farcom Podcast. Today we're going to talk about men's and women's hoops and also discuss UIW as they try and slay the dragon of North Dakota State. First, a quick word from our sponsor. As I sit here sipping on some peppermint mocha, uh, getting in the Christmas Yuletide spirit, uh, I want to give thanks once again to everyone for listening to this podcast. You know, when I started it a little over a year ago, I wasn't sure how successful it would be. I wasn't sure if anybody would actually listen. And uh, to this date, I have over 1,300 listens, which uh, is far beyond anything I ever expected. And I'm very grateful for that. And I believe in the spirit of the season you know, being thankful is something that I think really should take focus. And I'm definitely most thankful for having a beautiful wife and wonderful children and my extended family who've always been supportive of me, who've always had, always had my back. Uh, but something else I'm super uh, thankful for is having gone to Northwestern and competed for Northwestern State University. And one of the reasons why is because of the support that is shown for Northwestern and the passion and you look not only at this podcast and the you know support this one has gotten, but I look at the KNWD podcast on uh, Purple Media and with Colin Vidros and those guys out at KNWD, they put on uh, absolute phenomenal podcasts. And if you have not listened to them, go look up KNWD Sports on Twitter, on online, search them out. Uh, the quality of work they do on their show it goes far above and beyond anything I could ever imagine touching. And then you add in other guys such as Patrick Netherton that does his radio show, which again, it's amazing uh, the level of professionalism and quality he puts out. And then you look at the different ventures from guys like Doug Ireland who support Northwestern State still. And I feel we're just so fortunate to have that level of passion surrounding Northwestern. So from the bottom of my heart, and I'm sure from many others that have represented and graduated from Northwestern, uh, to everyone supporting, uh, I do give you sincere thanks. Today, I want to look at both men's and women's basketball team. And to me, it's kind of both teams on a different path. While the men seem to be hitting their stride, the women's team have been struggling. And I'll start off talking about the Lady Demons, who as of this recording coming off of a 67 to 46 loss to Tarleton State uh, that was coming off of two straight wins over champion Christian and UL Monroe I'm gonna focus on the UL Monroe and Tarleton State games as I believe it shows uh, where our struggles are for the Lady Demon basketball team at this time and one thing I've noticed with it it's not our offense is bad or that we're not getting good shots we're just not making those shots and if you look at the shooting percentages right now in the Southland Conference, the Demons right now have the second worst shooting percentage of anybody in the conference. Right now, we are ninth, shooting 346 from the field. Only team we're ahead of is UIW, which is thir shooting 331. By comparison, the top three teams in our conference shooting are Southeastern, Lamar, and Houston Christian, which are shooting 419, 417, and 402. And you look back at that UL Monroe game, which we won 79-52, and in that game, I thought it was our best offensive performance. I really appreciated the way we moved the ball. I thought our shots looked good. We looked confident, and we had 45 points in the first half. And you compare that to game against Tarleton State, where we only scored 46 the whole game, and I think it tells a pretty clear story. And in that game against UL Monroe, Lady Demons came out on fire. They were just clicking on all cylinders. 
shot 8 of 12 in the first quarter, 66%. And for a game, we're 51.9% shooting, uh, 52% shooting from three-point range. And if you shoot like that and you get those looks to fall, things are going to do well. And a person who led us in that game with Shama Aries, Alicia White, and Joel Johnson with 19, 15, and 12 points. And uh, something else really cool on that one, there was a double-double for Alicia White who had 15 points and 15 rebounds, which is uh, just tremendous. And uh, even uh, Aries who had 19 points and 7 rebounds. But I like that is that we had three people kind of spreading out that scoring. And that's positive to see especially with our three-point shooting uh with Ari shooting five of seven from long range now contrast that with our last game against Tarleton State a 67 to 46 loss and it's a much different story in that game in the first quarter we only shot three of 15 uh, we were down 17-12 in that one, but 3 of 15 shooting from the field first quarter. And for the game, we shot 27%, 16-58. Uh, from three-point range, we were 5 of 22. And in that game, you know, we were led by Candace Paramore, who had 15 points, 5 rebounds. She shot 4 of 16, uh, 7 of 8 from the line. Uh, unfortunately, when you look at it, in that Charleston State game, we shot 14 free throws. But of those attempts, eight of them were by Candace Paramore. And to me, that is an issue when over a third of your free throws are coming from one player. Uh, to me, I just don't think we're being as aggressive as we necessarily need to be. And even looking at the Champions-Christians game, uh, it's a very similar thing with free throws. Only four people go to it. Uh, Paramore win in that game. We didn't shoot a lot of free throws in that one. We were 6-10, of 10, but... I just don't see that aggressiveness on offense. And it's not that we're not driving in. It just feels like we don't have that confidence going up in our shots and watching them move the ball around like the passes are crisp. We're getting people open. We're getting good cuts to the basket. But it seems like whenever we get under the basket to make that play down low or we get that open mid-range, we don't always show that confidence. Now against UL Monroe, we most definitely showed confidence in that game, and we were going hard to the rim. You know, we were getting some contact. We were really doing the things we need to do. And in that game uh, against UL Monroe, you look at the free throws, and there was nine different people went to the line, and that shows you're being aggressive. It's not just one person taking the load. Everyone was contributing. Going forward in the conference play and into the remainder of our season, we have got to make sure offensively that we're getting those open looks, we're driving in, and that we get those shots to fall. And if we don't have that confidence, uh, it's not going to work. And you look at what we have coming up. We're going to have Tulsa. That'll be on Monday on the road. That's going to be a tough Tulsa team. Then we're going to have a week off Christmas holidays, and then it's going to be conference play taking on Texas A&M Corpus Christi Friday, December 30th at 1 p.m. And that one, you know, we don't have a lot of time to correct this. And I, again, I don't think it's the X's and O's. It just looks like we don't have that confidence shooting the ball, and that's something we have to get fixed. And, you know, if we do, and the UL Monroe game showed it, if we can start hitting those shots, play with confidence, you know, the sky's the limit for this team. They can take out good teams. And UL Monroe, they're... No worse than anybody else in our conference, and we beat them pretty bad. And if we can do that in conference play, I think we'll be okay. But if we resort to playing like we did against Tarleton, then you know it's going to be us fighting for our lives just to get a good seed in the tournament if we make the tournament at all. So uh, for Lady Demons, you know that's that's the big key. You got to get confidence.
Now on the other side of things, uh, the Demon basketball team, they are rolling on. Uh, they had a 91-73 win over Ewan Monroe. And like I said, both teams are kind of down a different road. Lay Demons right now just seem to lack that confidence. Uh, the Demons, on the other hand, whenever they're playing, it looks like every shot they're shooting, they just know it's going to go in. Even ridiculous shots that are fadeaway threes to win games, they're going in. And it's just a tremendous team to watch. You know, for the game against UL Monroe, we were led by Jamonte Black, who had 31 points uh, on 10 of 21 shooting, 7 of 17 from three points, 4 of 5 from the line. Uh, double figures, the thing I love. Haney, 13 points, 11 points for Demarcus Sharp, 10 points for Jalen Hampton, of course. Uh, Hansel Emanuel, he came in with five points, had his first uh, basket of the year, which got national media, which I will get to in a second. But the thing I love about this Demon team, the way they played, is they were just relentless attacking, attacking, attacking. And I don't mean just offensively, defensively as well. This team, when Yoel Monroe had the ball, there was someone in their face at all times. And it was a feast or famine. And if you watch this team, yes, teams will get some points against us, but that is by design. This is a team that they're going to get in your face. They're going to keep putting that pressure. And once you make that mistake, this Demon team can score points really quick. And they can score points in a hurry. And they can take deficits. Uh, that look to be pretty tight and just flip it around. And just an example, uh, UL Monroe, they were up early by three points, four to one, 1850. Then a just started willing, willing, willing away. And next thing you know, you know, we're up to a six point lead, you know, 31, 25. And it's just a constant attack, constant attack, uh, led by eight points with 325 left. So again, it's just one of those things where you get those constant attacks, get some turnovers and you can flip a score around really quickly. Uh, it's absolutely tremendous. Now, with that game, uh, the thing that was amazing is due to Hansel Emanuel scoring uh, in one play, showed he had a missed free throw, got the rebound, dunked it. Very reminiscent of the play of Michael Jordan. If you ever go watch that Jordan rebound to a dunk, it reminded me of that one. But it was covered on ESPN. It was covered on national news. Good Morning America had it. Uh, I mean, it was everywhere. And on the heels of that, in the last three months, uh, Northwest State, and this has been on NSUDemons.com reported this, uh, it has driven a $709 million fourth quarter earned media surge, which is basically, we look at all the coverage of that Northwestern State has gotten, all the households it's reached, all the people who have clicked on stories about Northwestern, we are up to... $709 million worth of advertisements worth of that media engagement. And I had said that last week that you really can't underestimate what this type of coverage does, what the Demons basketball team is doing. And that right there is a nice figure to show. And you know, you look at $700 million, that is money we simply couldn't afford. We can't go out and spend $700 million to get our name out. But we're getting that done essentially for free. And that shows you the importance of having a good athletic department and also having a vision in place that will allow us to have this type of success. And now going forward for the Demons, though, you know, we have Rice coming up on Saturday and that game scares me. To me, it is a trap game. Uh, Rice is not a great basketball team uh, by any stretch of the imagination. They're not a team known for having a tremendous you know, basketball program, but right now they are seven and 
seven and three on the year. They're a team that kind of goes under the radar. Uh, they're not a flashy team. When you watch them, they remind me a lot of Nichols, uh, to be honest with you, and the fact that nothing they do really stands out. They're not a team that comes up and wows you with like tremendous three-point shooting. They're not going to wow you with tremendous athleticism. But if you look at their basketball team, they just play solid basketball, normally mistake-free basketball. Uh, it wasn't too long ago on Monday, December 12th, they brought Texas to overtime, 87-81 loss in a game that they, all intents and purposes, really should have won. They have wins over Houston Christian, 76-67. Uh, that was a good one to beat Western Michigan, 96-88. And you can see some point totals they've put up, you know, uh, in the in the year that's been good. Now, on the flip side, though, they have some pretty rough losses. They lost uh, 106-67 to Pepperdine, 81-46 to Middle Tennessee State. Uh, but they have played much better. They're coming off of a win over North America, 92-54. to That's not a tremendous team by any stretch. So, again, it's a game that kind of scares me in the fact that it feels like a game where we can overlook them. Of course, we have coming up on Tuesday, we're traveling to 11th-ranked Baylor. A lot of eyes are going to be on that one. Then we travel to Texas A&M. So, we have this game kind of sandwiched in between. We just got off of playing Southern Miss and UL Monroe at home. Of course, Southern Miss brought a lot of eyeballs. They're a good team. UL Monroe, that's an in-state rival. Then you're coming up next week, trips to Baylor and A&M. And right in the middle of this, you have a trip to Rice, which, again, <clears throat> not a great team, but they're a team that I could see giving us trouble. They're not going to beat themselves normally. Uh, if you're the demons, you got to keep doing what you're doing. Make sure you're not overlooking them. And if we play the way we're capable of, I think most definitely we can defeat this team. I want to wrap up this episode just mentioning UIW. They'll be traveling to North Dakota State. That'll be tonight, Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. Uh, thing I found interesting about it on FanDuel, the North Dakota State team is 7.5-point favorites. I don't agree with that. I think this is a chance to be a really tough game. UIW had an amazing game over Sacramento State, 66-63, a last-second win. And if you haven't watched that game against Sac State, it was maybe one of the best playoff games I've ever seen. UIW's rolling. Uh, Lindsey Scott doing tremendous uh, with them so best of luck to UIW and of course you know you want to win championship you have to slay the dragon and uh, if UIW can beat North Dakota State that will bring a lot more eyeballs once again into the Southland Conference and uh, there was a report a while back that came out about how the Southland Conference we were dead last in social media interactions and we've moved up into the top 10 now and that's top 10 of all division one conferences you know you're looking at big 10 sec big 12 and northwestern states right there in the mix now and a lot of that is due to the success of not only northwestern state hoops but have to give credit to uiw which has turned some heads uh one thing i did see today and want to wish him best of luck is uh, zachary clement has transferred in officially to southeastern louisiana so wish him the best look over southeastern they've got a great program over there and you know zach clement did such a great job for northwestern being an ambassador for our school and leading us so you know wish him the best of luck next year aside from the one week when he plays us and then there will be no luck in that week but uh no he's a great guy and so you know wish him all the best and that's uh the biggest news i could see out of the transfer portal so far uh, it'll be interesting as the portal gets kicking up and especially as the bowl games start coming and postseason postseason finishes up 
what players the teams are going to target, who are going to come in. And of course, now with an open quarterback position, it does beg the question of, and I said last week, did he leave because just the difference in philosophy were changing? Or do we have a person we're eyeing that if we bring in, you know, it, you know, sometimes the writing's on the wall where we're changing our offense a bit and, you know, sometimes people, no matter how good they are, just won't fit. And an example of that, you know, with Joe Burrow, uh, he was with Ohio State. Uh, you know, the offense they were running, he wasn't ideal as the guys they had with him. Uh, so he transfers, goes to LSU, and then becomes, you know, has one of the greatest seasons of any quarterback in college history. So it's not always that there's a bad thing on that. Just sometimes there's a better fit. Well, I do thank you for listening to this episode of the Farcom Podcast. Really enjoyed bringing it to you. I hope you have a great holiday season. We'll come back next week to recap Demons and Lady Demons basketball. Looking forward to the holiday season. And uh, after next week, I will take a week off for the Christmas holidays, spend time with family, and I'll come back uh, the first week of January for the next episode. But again, episode next week, then take a week off and come back next year for another episode of Falcon Podcast. Thank you for listening. Hope you are safe. Hope you can cheer on the demons this week. Best of luck to Northwestern State. Best of luck to to UIW. Have a great one. And as always, Falcon Demons.